Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 133 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you from Nashville. The Oilers and the Preds tonight. The Oilers and the Stars tomorrow night. Edmonton, Chicago on Thursday. Edmonton was 16. 16- games in 30 days. It'll be a... Oilers are starting to get a little bit healthier. Uh, they've basically been playing without six players minimum over the course of the last three weeks. Of course, uh, they added a couple players via trade as well. And uh, in result here, that might mean that Bakersfield might get some of their guys back because they've been playing super depleted. Uh, Bakersfield, during a very difficult stretch in their schedule, uh, they're competitive in every game, but uh, having challenges winning given their lack of depth. Uh, to get an update, we go to Bakersfield right now. Pleased to be joined on the line by Jay Woodcroft. Hi, Jay. How you doing? I'm doing good, Bob. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you for uh, doing this. Uh, you guys played pretty hard this weekend, but you didn't get the the W. Uh, but can you maybe speak to, you know, it's a challenging stretch, but it also shows you a little about some of your younger players in the process, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, it's a, these are interesting times. Pretty much since uh, some of the injuries up in Edmonton post-All-Star break for our team here, um, there's a lot of opportunity for um, a lot of players down here in Bakersfield that were craving more and whatnot. Uh, I would agree with you. I think we've been uh, we've been a competitive team. We've had uh, some really close games of late. Uh, I look back on this past weekend. We, uh, we played two teams that are fighting it out um, for playoff position, uh, and we gave up four goals against on the weekend, but only came away with one point. Uh, last night's game against the number one team in the division, um, you know, we gave up 20 shots on net, but couldn't find that extra goal um, to, to make a game of it and come away with the two points. Um, these are all great learning experiences for, for our young group down here. I think big picture-wise, what you kind of were alluding to, um, it's great opportunity and as a coaching staff, we're using this time uh, to evaluate. We're using it to see how people conduct themselves on uh, a daily basis, how they're handling each meeting, each practice, each game. And, uh, you know, we're pushing to get the most out of the group that's in front of us. 
Well, yeah, and you get a double whammy, right? Because the Oilers go from 48 to 50 contracts. They take on a little bit of money. And then a guy who, you know, would be playing all the time for you, a right-shot defenseman and Joel Person, who's on a one-way contract, he gets moved because, you know, uh, the Anaheim organization's going for it with San Diego. They're in a little bit better position than you guys right now. So you lose a, a defenseman and, and you get back a goaltender who's not playing on your team right now in Angus Redmond. So there's another, it, so it's not just the fact that Lagason's up because Clefbaum's hurt or Yamamoto's here to stay. I mean, you got Benson back, you got Bouchard back, but you know, you still don't have Lagason and, and, and then you lose Person because the team wants to shave a little bit of money. And this is all the sort of stuff, Jay, that comes with the territory of being an American Hockey League head coach, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? We're happy for Joel because Joel gets an opportunity in a different organization uh, to try and make his mark there. So that's good for him, and it opens up opportunity for some of our younger defensemen down here to play in increased minutes and, and in a little bit more prominence of a role. And I would agree with you. You know, like uh, those are things beyond uh, – anyone's control down here um you know the other thing that i don't think it's you know tons of radio talk about or or, or play up there is you know when the injuries happen up there and, and our players have gone up and and done well and performed well and we're super excited about that we also deal with injuries down here and we've lost some some pretty prominent players for us especially uh skilled people like thomas yurko and and cooper Marodi pretty much missed the last uh, you know the last half of our year here so that's a double whammy as well because you get depleted with call-ups which is what we're supposed to do is send send players up but then when you have your own injuries and if they're to keep people uh you know it really tests your depth down here but like i said i think it's a it's all in how you look at it it's a great opportunity for players um who I mean, let's face it, players crave opportunity. And, and and for us, different people are fighting for different things down here. Some are trying to establish themselves as full-time American Hockey League players. Some are trying to secure a, a higher spot in the lineup or privileged ice time in the lineup going forward. Um, some are fighting, you know, for contracts. Some are in their last year of their deal and they're fighting for contracts. And other guys are fighting for NHL opportunities or to be the next call-up uh, should there be another injury up top. So different people are fighting for different things. There's lots to play for. And like I said, as a coaching staff and in conjunction with Keith and the people up in Edmonton, we're using this time uh, to our best advantage in trying to evaluate you know, who's holding uh, uh, their own, so to speak, during this, this time of opportunity. Well, there's a couple defensemen that the orders are high on long term. Obviously, Evan Bouchard, first round draft choice, and Dmitry Samarukov, who, you know, needed a little bit of time in the OHL to offensively produce and isn't exactly lighting it up uh, in the AHL. But just a thought on the I know that Bouchard's got 18 points in his last 22 games, which is good for a rookie D man. But a thought kind of in, you know, where you're at with the development with those two guys. Well, I think, um, you know, when we were pushing, uh, really pushing in, uh, in terms of for fighting for playoff positioning and, and when games were at their, their tensest for our group, 
specifically through the month of January. I thought that's when we saw Evan Bouchard's best hockey. Uh, he earned the right to go to the um, American League All-Star game. Uh, he earned his first call-up this season to the NHL. And uh, for us now, now it's about details. Uh, in Evan's game going forward, including, you know, uh, his how uh, he's using every day to pick a skill to improve at uh, in practice, how that translates in, into game and games and whatnot. And you mentioned the offensive side of things. I think we're quite comfortable with where he's at offensively. There's small things. We wish he would hit the, hit the net at a, a greater percentage than he's shown over the last six weeks. But, you know, he's still got a bomb of a shot. He still finds a way to get three or four a game, which is great for him. But, you know, like there's a, there's a conversion rate we're talking about with him there. Um, I think offensively there are um, just little details and nuances uh, to, to being a, a top-rate power play quarterback that we're looking to, to grow in his personal game. But I think the big thing with Evan is just the uh, hardness defensively um, in and around our blue paint. And, uh, you know, the American League is a great league to learn some some lessons in it. And, you know, I think we've seen improvement in that area throughout the year, but there's still opportunities for him to get better. So that's an area we're working with him on. For Dimitri, he's one of these guys that has craved more ice time uh, throughout the year. He's had good moments and he's had learning moments throughout the year. Um, I thought this past weekend he played well. He was paired with Jake Kulovich, um, and both those guys gave us good minutes. And uh, Dimitri uh, laid something down this weekend that he can feel proud of and uh, build on with a good week in practice. So both of those guys are in a good spot. All right. In terms of the forwards, you mentioned the inj- injuries to Yurko and Marodi that have changed the complexion. And, uh, you know, you've got some veterans there. I think Gambardell will be the first to tell you he was hoping to have a better year. Curry's been fairly consistent most of the year. Uh, Brad Malone, you know, sometimes players like that graduate from NHL contracts to HL deals moving forward. Those are some of the veteran guys. Uh, who's been for you the best of the veteran uh, forwards? Well, I, I think uh, when you look at it, I think Marcus Granlin, anytime he's been in our lineup, he's commanded big minutes. So in terms of uh, you know, playing in every situation, Marcus Granlin, when he's been in Bakersfield, has given us good minutes. And we've tried to get his, you know, his minutes up and his reps up um, so that if he does get called back up, he's, he's hitting the ground running at with his drive t- train kind of up and running. So he's he's been a very solid player for us anytime he's been in our lineup. I think when you talk about Curry, Curry got off to a great start this year, his best start in his professional career. I think uh, he's second in the league in shots on net, uh, which is an important skill to have, especially for a team that hasn't scored a ton. But just that the fact that he shoots the puck means that uh, he's always a threat. His production has tailed off a little bit here recently. It's not for a lack of chances. He's finding himself all over the chances. He's gaining uh, his offensive opportunities, but his, the production side of it hasn't been at the level he wants it to be over the last little while. I think Joe Gambardella scored again last night. Um, you know, he's, he's in that 13-14 goal range. 
He has the opportunity to push for 20 goals to finish his year out. Um, you know, he didn't have so far through this first 54 games. He hasn't had the year he's wanted. Um, but that doesn't mean he can't get better in this last push uh, to the end of our regular season here. He's, uh, he's somebody that, um, you know, for us to move the needle going forward, we're going to need more out of. Uh, but I can tell you with, with him as a person, it, it has nothing to do with work ethic or character because he lays it on the line every day. It's just about finding a way to be, become a little bit more productive. I think one of the guys uh, you mentioned, Brad Malone, we've missed over the last little while. He's, he's been out for the last two and a half, three weeks. Um, he's our kind of steadying, calming influence on a lot of our younger players. He's a solid veteran for us and not having him in the lineup. Him in the lineup has, has hurt us for sure. Um, one guy that I don't think gets a lot of talk up, up in Edmonton, but he's just been a heck of a player for us, is uh, Luke Esposito. Um, he's a do-it-right guy, plays uh, on the penalty kill. He plays hard. He's having a career year numbers-wise, and he's just been a solid, solid professional for us, and uh, we're lucky to have him as well. Yeah, well, and he's on an AHL deal as well. Uh, I think he's a free agent at the end of this year. I would, if it were me, I would certainly contemplate it, finding a way to bring him back. Um, there's also, how many games, Jay, do you guys have left right now? Well, we, we have a 68-game schedule. We just played our 54th last night. So uh, we have about so five, 14. five weeks, uh, five and a half weeks left here. And uh, a pretty good schedule, nothing uh, crazy in terms of, you know, four or five game weeks. It's, it's pretty much uh, two or three a week down the stretch. And like I said, it's, it's important for us to use every meeting, every practice, and every game down the stretch to properly evaluate what we have so that we can move the needle here going forward. Great stuff, Jay. Uh, we appreciate your time. We'll touch base next week, okay? I appreciate it, Bob. Take care. Have a good night. Yeah, you bet. 146 in Edmonton. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Starting off with the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. For a menu and a list of the 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify pizza app from the app store dave tippett Kyler yamamoto this day in order's history when we come back hi this is leon dreisaitl from your edmonton oilers and you're listening to oilers now with bob Stoffer on 6 30 chat 
Leon Dreisaitl, he's red hot. He's the reigning NHL Player of the Month. 10 goals, 23 points in 14 games. His last four against Nashville, he's got eight goals, two in each game. The Oilers 3-0-1 against the Preds in their last four after getting absolutely taken to the woodshed the 13 previous games they lost. All right, two. This, actually, just before we go to this day in Oilers history, I want to mention to you that uh, we got time here to squeeze in a conversation with Kyler Yamamoto, who is back in Yamamoto, nine goals, 21 points in 21 games, plus 14. The Oilers 13-5-3 with Yamamoto win. That's a 690 winning percentage. They have a 534 winning percentage when he doesn't play, and they're averaging a full goal more when he's in the lineup than when he's out. Here's our one-on-one with Kyler Yamamoto. Well, how excited are you to, to get back in there tonight? Uh, very excited. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of different emotions, nervous, excited. Um, you know, so it's, it's going to be a good, good test, and um, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, in, in your mind, you know, this was a playoff game. Do you think you could have pushed it, or, you know, was there just a thought process to make sure it was completely good to go? Uh, you know, I think if it was a playoff game, I definitely would have pushed, but I think there was just a little bit of a process, um, you know, just making sure it was good, um, you know, 100%. Um, of course, I've talked to both uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Leon about you, and they both really like playing with you, and they, they like your game. And can you feel that as a player and as a teammate when you know that, you know, guys, those are two pretty high caliber players when they respect you the way they do? Yeah, it's it's an honor. Um, you know, the, for those guys to be able to say that stuff about me. Um, yeah, you just try to come to the rink every day. Um, you know, work. Um, those two are two of the top best players in the league. Um, so uh, anytime anybody can say that about you, it's, uh, it's a huge honor. Um, you know, very thankful. Is, is there anybody out there that you could kind of pattern your game after a, a little bit? I mean, or that, or that maybe you looked at in the summer and said, I need to do this better. If I can do that, maybe I can become this type of player. Um, you know, I think um, you know tip, tips at best on uh, our meetings. Um, trying to play like uh, Gallagher of Montreal, just that kind of feisty, um, you know, tenacious player. Always wanting to get in that battle, going around the net. Um, you know, playing playing that good defensively sound game, but also producing. The offense. Well, multiple 30-goal seasons for Brendan Gallagher, who many people say is the, the heart and soul of the current edition of the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, that is Kyler Yamamoto of the Edmonton Oilers back in tonight. McDavid with Ennis and, and uh, Josh Archibald to start. Dry settle with RNH and Yamamoto. Athens see a little less pressure playing with Riley Sheehan and Cassian, though I do think you could see Archibald and Sheehan get flipped. Uh, Haas with Kieran and Chason. We should mention the Swiss... Uh, World Championship uh, management team is at the game tonight. I'm sure they'd like to get Burns, uh, Gaetan Haas back. Uh, Marco Arcobello, Mark Arcobello played on that team last couple of years. Darnell Nurse with Ethan Bear, Caleb Jones with Adam Larson, Chris Russell with Matthew Benning. Mike Smith starts in goal. He's 11-1-4 and four in his last 16 starts for the Oilers with a 9-18 save percentage. He'll oppose Pekka Rinne, who has owned Edmonton historically. 21-7-1, 2.31 goals against average, 9-18 against the Edmonton Oilers. All right, to this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. Join 630 Chad's Jalen and I on a spectacular tour of Iceland and Ireland this summer. This includes uh, daily meals, sightseeing, and spectacular events. For more information, call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. Going back on this day, 
Did you take a look at the script there, Brendan? What yeah, year I'm laughing got? at this. Nin- 1987, not 1897. Not 1897. <laughs> ended his career in Europe. I should mention too, he did play six more games in Edmonton in 94-95. He scored once. All right. Well, he was an unbelievably skilled player and there was a standard bet that he would make uh, standing at center ice. He said he could hit the crossbar in four to five shots. And so when he went to a new team, he would do this and he'd usually go four for four and then just walk off the ice. He had unbelievable skill. Last night when we landed here in Nashville on the NHL network, the boys on the bus, uh, which is still my favorite sports documentary of all time. Uh, which was supposed to be chronicling the 85-86 season, but they had to extend it because the Oilers crashed out to the Flames in 85-86 in seven games in the second round. Nielsen got brought in for the 86-87 team. Nielsen and, uh, uh, was it Ray or Rutzelainen was on that 87? Uh, anyhow, Nielsen was part of a line with Mark Messi and Glenn Anderson, and uh, they scored two of the three goals against the Flyers in game seven. And, I mean, Kent Nielsen could make plays. He also got chopped down uh, that year in the playoffs by crazy Ron Hextall. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. For information on trips to Austria, Iceland, Ireland, and South Africa, call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. And you don't think I'd mention Link Gates without saying arguably one of Bob Probert's toughest fights of all time, toe-to-toe with Link Gates when Link was with San Jose before he got in the car accident. We have the face-off show, 4.30 Edmonton time. Puck drop is at 6 p.m. The Oilers and the Preds from Bridgestone Arena. Tomorrow, Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta, uh, employing Albertans and contributing to the economy and caring for our horses. And former U of A Golden Bear, longtime NHLer, hard-nosed, tough defenseman, Brent who's part of the Dallas Stars broadcast team. Up next, the news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jalen Nye. I'll rejoin you at 4.30 Edmonton time. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chet.